Does your partner accuse you of cheating when you absolutely are not? Does that drive you crazy? Well, that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you, and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. Today, I want to talk about cheating. So in my relationship, one thing I thought would never happen would be any sort of infidelity. And I know that that sounds kind of naive, but I've been cheated on by every single person that I've ever been with. Um, I would say up until the other day, except for the person that I'm with now. Now, I did something that I'm not proud of, something that I promised myself I would never do again. And I decided to look through his phone. If you look through somebody's phone, you're probably going to find something that you don't like. You're looking for evidence. You're going to find evidence. It's just kind of how it works. But I didn't really expect to find anything because he's really good about deleting everything, which is totally sketchy on its own. He's the type of person who always has his phone with him, takes it in the shower, takes it in the bathroom, hardly ever lets me alone in the room with his phone. I always thought that was suspicious, but I also, maybe I was in denial, who knows. I went through his phone and I found something that would seem fairly innocent to most people, which is a heart emoji sent to a client. And I got that feeling in the pit of my stomach. Something's not right. I know him and I know how he how he is, how he's, he's so jealous and he has all these rules about what is okay and not okay behavior when you're in a relationship with somebody. Things like, oh, I will leave you if you ever do this or that, which would basically be like, go out with the girls. You know, I, I'm, according to him, I'm not allowed to do anything. And he spent a lot of time in our relationship accusing me of staring at other men. And most of the time, I, I didn't even know who he was talking about. I resigned myself to not go anywhere where there was lots of guys. If I could avoid it, when we were out in public, I would just look at the floor. I would hold his hand when we walked so I wouldn't run into anything. But I really wouldn't even make eye contact with anyone because he was always accusing me of staring longingly at other people, which is completely ridiculous. And um, I realized that that type of behavior is a sign that he's the one probably doing something. Um, When people accuse you of cheating when you're clearly not cheating, a lot of times it has something to do with the guilty conscience. And I knew that. But I chalked this one up to his past relationship where his ex supposedly cheated on him. And I thought he was just bringing his baggage into this relationship. So anyway, back to this heart emoji that I found. I knew I couldn't bring it up to him because then I would have to admit that I was going through his phone, which just opened a whole new can of worms and opened myself up to more ridicule and abuse. And I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I decided to just sit on the information. I got that feeling in the pit of my stomach. And one thing that I'm guilty of is not listening to my intuition. Your intuition will tell you what to do almost every single time. If you listen to your intuition, it's never going to be a bad thing. And if you ignore your intuition, 
a lot of times you'll remember that moment and say, oh, I really wish I had just followed my intuition. Sometimes you'll end up circling back and end up doing the thing your intuition told you to do in the first place. So anyway, I decided to just sit on the information. Okay, he sent a heart emoji. I knew in my soul, deep in me, that if I had done that and he found that on my phone, it would be the end, the beginning of the end. Maybe maybe not the end of the relationship, but it would be the end of my peace for a very, very long time, and I would never live it down. But, you know, double standards are common in this relationship. So I decided to just wait it out, see what happened. And then last night, his phone went off while he was sitting next to me, and he checked his text message, and a client had sent him none other than a heart emoji. And this client is an older man. Um, I don't think that they, you know, have anything going on. And he he seemed genuinely shocked. Like, why is this guy sending me a heart emoji? Like, this is so strange. And I said, well, maybe it's his wife. And, you know, they have the same name. And he said, no, no, I have his wife's number saved in my phone. It's not her. Um, he just thought it was very odd. And so did I, <laughs> to be honest. But it gave me like the perfect opportunity to open a conversation about sending heart emojis. So I waited a little while and then I asked him a question. I said, hey, you know, this this has got me thinking. It's just maybe I'm not, you know, up to speed on the latest use of emojis and, and maybe I need to like, maybe I'm just getting old, you know. And I said, do you think that that's like a, appropriate to send people heart emojis? And he was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I guess. And I said, well, how would you feel if I sent somebody a heart emoji? Like, for example, like a gardener or a mechanic. And I said something along the lines of like, thanks for doing such a great job with the heart emoji. And his response was, his response was, well, obviously there has to be something there or else you wouldn't be sending a heart emoji. And so that was my heart kind of sank when I heard that. I realized that maybe there maybe there is something between him and this client that he sent the heart emoji to. You know, if that's how he feels about it, if he really truly believes that that you don't send those unless you mean them, then something is going on that I don't know about. Now, I'm not accusing him of cheating or having a relationship with her. Um, but at the very least, I can trust my gut and know that it is inappropriate flirting. Um, and also I realize most of the people listening to this are going to say that's still naive and of course he's cheating, um, which that feeling is kind of creeping up a little bit more in my brain these days. He's one of those people that always accuses me of cheating, even though I've never done it. I never would do it. I don't, that thought never even crosses my mind. Um, and I was talking to my mother about this in the morning. I called her to get it off my chest and she asked, well, why did I even go through his phone in the first place? Like, what am I looking for? And I had to explain it, just saying the words like hurt to say it. But she said, you know, if you're looking for a reason to leave, I think you have enough already. And she's absolutely right. I have plenty of reasons to leave and I don't need to justify it or find more evidence. But there was something about having a definitive it's their fault for me. That This is something that came up with my marriage that I stayed with him after he abused me emotionally, financially, sexually, 
I put up with a lot, a lot of abuse from him and I didn't have the courage to leave until I found out that he had started sleeping around with other women. And, and I explained it to her in a way that I said, you know, when you tell people that I'm in an unhealthy relationship or that he's abusive, they always want to ask questions. They want to say like, oh, well, have you tried therapy? And are you looking at your side of it? And is it really that bad? And all kinds of things. They they don't want to believe that that you really are just the victim of this horrible other person. But when you tell somebody they cheated on me, it's usually like a conversation ender. They don't ask very many more questions or they might ask how you found out or how you know for sure. But but it's it's much more rare for people to say things like, oh, well, have you tried working it out? Or what are you going to do? Or like, what what's your part in it? And people don't tend to ask that many questions about that. And it seems to be a very culturally acceptable reason to end a relationship if you have evidence that they are cheating on you. She said it does make sense. And I kind of feel sad that I feel the need to have that kind of evidence and that I'm not able to just say, I don't like the way I'm being treated. And if you don't agree with me, that's your opinion. And I still need to do whatever I need to do to take care of myself and make myself happy which is the direction that I'm moving toward these days. But I do feel a little bit of sadness around that, that she is right, that I I have plenty of reasons. I don't need any more reasons. What's happening? That's my latest drama. So I wanted to remind you guys one more time, the reason I'm sharing these things is because there are so many women who are experiencing emotional abuse or physical abuse or financial or psychological abuse. Maybe they don't realize it. They don't have the strength to get out. They hear stories of people who have already overcome it, but they still feel disconnected. Say like, well, yeah, but they're, they're already out. I'm still in it. You know, how can I get through this? And I wanted to share my story so that way, you know, you're not alone. That you can go on this journey with me. You can hear about my life as it unfolds. And like I said in the intro, this podcast will be about my ultimate triumph because I'm refused to let somebody else take me out. So if you aren't already a member of the Facebook group, head over to Facebook and join our group through the fire and get the support that you need. This is a, a great place to share stories, to get feedback, to, um, to make connections. One of the most damaging parts of abusive relationships is the isolation And especially with everything that's going on in the world, with this pandemic, people being forced to isolate, it can really compound the issue and make things so much worse. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast after the pandemic thing is over, you can still feel isolated. I I don't imagine the world is going to go back to exactly the way it was, at least not quickly. So Through the Fire, the Facebook group is a great way to make connections, um, to make friends, to get your support system built up um, and to, to know that you're not alone in this, even though you might feel alone. So join us there. 